You're listening to Two Pauls of the Pod podcast. I'm Paul Merriman. And I'm Paul Reed. Today, we are going to have a chat around income protection and why everybody needs it. Well, Paul, you've been banging on about income protection. I don't know much about it, as usual, with all of these subjects um, to do with finance. But um, it's one thing you keep coming back to, and it's one thing I always am kind of inclined to go, what do you mean by that? But we're always talking about some other subjects and all this kind of stuff. So finally, we have a podcast just about that. Yeah. Um, Why is it so important to you? I have loads of questions, but why is it so important? Okay, it's so important. It's actually, you know what? Just to set the tone of this, this is the most important financial product you can have. It's more important than the pension. It's more important than a bank account, a credit card, investment account, literally anything else you can imagine buying from a financial services provider. I think income protection is the most important one. Um, and I'm going to get through the product in a couple of seconds. Uh, but before we get into the technical piece as well, it's it's a it's a product that the you know the revenue commissioners will help you fund as well with tax relief, like a pension. So that's how really important it is. Uh, but I will explain why. I think the reason why is that the foundation of any good financial plan has to start with protecting what you have. So when we go through financial planning consultation, we talk about three main ways of looking at a financial plan and what you want to be doing for your clients is to protect what you have, grow what you have, and then replace what you have in the future. So we talk about replacing or protecting what we have. We're talking about income protection, really. And the reason why is that your income literally makes your world go round. And uh, I'm not trying to say money makes you happy, but without it, you can be under an awful lot of stress. So if you cannot work due to an accident, sickness, or illness, an income protection product comes in. So basically, Paul, what this is, it's insurance product. So you probably have your iPad insured, or people listening today might have dogs insured, cats insured, you know, pet insurance, gadget insurance, all these different types of insurance out there. Cars, loads of different things. And um, income protection... Uh, white, everything, My watch, jewelry. a lot of insurance. Yeah, jewelry, everything. Well, yeah, everything. So you you protect all these things. The reason you protect them is if something goes wrong, you want it replaced. Yeah, so if your iPad smashes, your watch smashes, or, you know, dog gets hit by a car and you have to bring it to the vet, you don't want to pay the bills. You want someone else to cover it. And that's exactly what income protection does. It ensures your income. So I always try to say this to people. Let's take it that you had an ATM machine in your kitchen, Paul, right? And every time you went down into the kitchen, the ATM machine, every Friday or every Friday last week, at last Friday a month or every Friday, it spit out 500 quid, four grand, five grand, religiously every Friday or the last Friday of the month. And you knew that that ATM machine was going to be spitting out money between now and 65 years of age. Every week, religiously, it was going to spit out whatever, 800 quid. You'd probably insure it. You'd probably say, right, if that ATM machine breaks down, I want to make sure someone's going to repair it quickly or make sure it works somewhat. And that's basically what income protection is for your income. Uh, so the reason it's important is that your income pays for your rent, your mortgage, it pays for uh, your hobbies, it pays for your loans, it pays for your pastimes, your holiday, everything. Uh, so your income makes your world go round. And I know people don't want to admit that I don't want to think about it too much. But for the majority of us out there, a lot of people don't realize that when your income stops, the only thing you might be relying on is the state invalidity pension or sick benefit. And it's about 200, 230 a week. Now, let's call it a grand a month. Not many people out there would be able to survive in a grand a month if they were already bringing home two or three grand or five grand or eight grand or whatever it was they were bringing home as it's a massive drop in income. Now, I'm not being ignorant. I know there's people out there living on social welfare and I know there's people living on invalidities um, and they most find it tough. But maybe people living on it for years where they haven't actually had a substantial drop in income. So everyone's in a different place. But I think it's so important to put an insurance product in place to continue. And the main thing it covers is accidents 
or serious illness or long-term illness. Um, so yeah, that's really what it is and why it's so important. Well, I was going to just ask that, uh, who needs it? But obviously um, everyone. Well, actually, very good point. So, not a, yeah, I think everybody needs it, but a lot of people have it. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> what I mean by that is a lot of people have it in work. So, if you work for somebody, so I have it for all my staff. So, all my staff have income protection once they come off their six-month probation. They join the company pension plan and they can get income protection uh, automatic. Mm. So, it, it ensures up to a percent, certain percentage, up to 75% of your salary less to state benefit. Um, so, yeah. So, if you have it already in work, you don't need to get it privately. Or like I said, I'd be putting it before the pension, before an investment account, uh, your more before anything else, I, I I think it's that important. But that's it. Yeah, it's just um, yeah, it's kind of like most insurance. Then what it sounds like that you know you've car, house, health, uh, all these kind of insurance, you know, for your gadgets, all this stuff that you yeah. just in the hope of not really having to use it one day, but you're kind of covered. To yeah, it. actually, there, it's just a state of mind as well, I suppose, to have that you knowing, um, you know, that you have something covered uh, if something does go wrong. A hundred percent. And why I say this is the most important thing is that everything you've mentioned gets paid for by your income. So all the other insurances get paid for by your income. Mm. Uh, all the things you buy to replace with the insurance gets bought with from your income. So you won't buy the iPad without an income. You won't buy the watch. You won't buy the car. You won't buy the house. You won't buy all those things to insure without having an income coming in. Yeah. So the very basis uh, is an income. Uh, so like I said, I think it's the most important product for that very, very reason. Now, when you mentioned should everybody get it, I think, yeah, but not everybody can qualify for it. This is one thing I want to get across on the podcast. So the younger you are and the healthier you are, the easier it is to get a Paul. So yeah. for argument's sake, you can get income protection and it covers you for being off for any reason as well, where some products out there, if you look at the likes of it, there's another product called Specified Serious Illness Cover. That covers you against a certain list of illnesses, Paul. So it's called Specified Serious Illness. So heart attack, cancer, stroke have been the big trade and loss of limb, loss of vision, loads of different illnesses. Um, some really, really weird illnesses that you're probably never going to ho have a hope in hell in getting. Mm. But they're specified illnesses where on income protection, it doesn't make a difference no matter why you're off work sick. It can be stress, it can be anxiety, it can be mental health, it can be cancer, it can be the real serious stuff as well. So I'm not saying mental health is not serious, we're saying serious diagnosis that we'd yeah. all be typically used to. So... It's really important that people realize that it doesn't make a difference why you're off. Once you're certified off by your doctor, you're covered. So it's not a list of illnesses. I think that's what people forget. So when people say, oh, they never pay out or you never get covered. Income protection is one of those that covers absolutely anything. But if you are unhealthy going for the product, so let's say for argument's sake, uh, you have a existing condition. So yeah. let's just say you have, I don't know, asthma, real chronic asthma, really bad asthma. They might exclude that from the policy going forward or they might load you or rate you um, or else they like said, more or less exclude or they could decline you and say, no, you're too unfit to get this or we don't like the, the risk of you. Uh, I've seen people with uh, very high BMI getting, you know, declined before, very heavily rated as well. So, the younger a fitter you are, the better, um, as in it's cheaper to insure you. Uh, so to give you an example, if you were born in 1982, so you were 40 years of age and you're looking for about, you know, 30 grand worth of cover, it would only cost you about 50 euro. Um, and if you were 10 years younger, if you were 30, it would only cost you 30 euro. Now, it's not right. too much of a difference in the premiums on a monthly basis, but also the premiums get tax relief as well. So well, I want to get so tax cheap. relief later, actually, but it, it, just on the, uh, the policies themselves, um, you know, you say they pay they pay out on on those things. Uh, it depends on what policy, right? Or does it depend on what company you go with? I mean, are different companies giving you different policies? And great question. Do you have yeah. you know the pre existing illness is one thing, but do you have when you're coming in going, uh, 
you might have a mad car accident or something like that, and that's the only way they'll pay off on it, or no? So it doesn't make it there. So again, the matter. So actually, actually, probably should have could discuss this. So the policy is priced in a few different ways. So number one, what your occupation is. So if you're an accountant uh, sitting at your desk all day long, you're going to be low risk. If you're a bricklayer out on a site all yeah, day, you're yeah. going to be higher risk. Okay, uh, and there's a load of occupations that are the clinicians where they won't touch them with a barge pole anyway because they're too risky. Uh, so like I said, that's the first thing you're going to be writing on your your your. Uh, your your occupation. Second thing you're going to be writing on is how much cover you want. Uh, so 10 grand, 50 grand. Obviously, the more cover you want, the more expensive it's going to be. Um, and then it will depend on what's called a deferral period policy. The deferral period is you can be off for four weeks before the claim starts, eight weeks. You can be off for 12 weeks, 26 weeks, or 52 weeks. So obviously, you have to be able to work for 52 weeks, sick or an accident, in order for the claim to kick in. So you want to be right. really, really in trouble for that to happen. So the most clients that we would go would usually go between 13 and 26 weeks, so three months and six months. So if you've got a six-month income protection policy, it means that the income protection won't kick in until you're out of work for six months for an accident or an illness. So that means you'd want to have a really, really bad health issue to be out for six months because, you know, now obviously if you had the condition from four, if you had the policy to kick in from four weeks, you'd have more of a chance of claiming because, you know, mm. it'd be easier to be able to work for five or six weeks than it is for six months. So it depends on the client's price bracket. So, uh, just on that, sorry. So say you have a six month kind of policy and um, mm. um, the doctor or physio or whatever has happened to you, particularly if you're out on a site or something like that, and they're saying, listen, you can be actually back in five months and you're just going, well, if I get the six months, I'm, you know. <laughs> but like, how does yeah. that work? You know, if... So, so very good. Actually, a good point. So it's actually income replacement. So what happens is let's say we give you a policy with a viva insurance okay mm. and you go out of work sick and let's say just touch wood just say it's a really bad illness or a really bad accident and you're out of work for a very long say you're going to be out of work for 10 years just for the example here okay you're out of work for the first six months you get no payments and then a month seven you get a pay slip and a monthly wage from a viva from now right the way up to retirement age or till you're fit to go back to work mm. So it's an income. So that's why it's called income protection. You don't get a lump sum, you get your income. So if you're usually on, say, three or four grand a month, you might get two grand or 1,500 quid, depending on what you insured yourself for. Yeah. And that continues forever. So the most basic thing you should be covering yourself for is your rent and your mortgage and your normal bills and whatever you need to pay out yeah, yeah. Uh, to make sure you can keep a level of standard. So yeah, once you're at a work pot for that few months or whatever it is, then the income starts kicking in from there, but up to retirement age. So the policy can go to 60, 65, 70, or 55, whatever you pick. So if you're 30 and you pick a policy to 65 years of age, something really goes wrong soon, and you're out of work forever, the policy will pay forever until you're fit to return to work. Hmm. So they'll do medicals, keep annoying you, and see when you can go back to work. But like I said, if you can't, uh, and you're out sick very, very long term, uh, you know, you get the income into your bank account every month and a payslip from the insurance company. So they literally put you basically on their payroll. I'm sorry, my missus just there. When does the, it sounds like a conspiracy <laughs> to do something here, but uh, I don't have a boss, so I'll just be paying myself. Um, but so if, if how quickly does that income come into your account? So say you have an accident, say you have an illness, something like that. How how quickly uh, do you get that wage? Because you're not going to be work. It depends on what product you've gone for, Paul. So if you've yeah, gone for yeah. the one for four weeks, a fair period, it will start on the fifth week. If you've okay. gone for the eight week, it will start on the ninth week. If you've gone for 13 weeks, it will start on the 14 week, etc. So it depends on what you... So, Paul, usually what I'd say to people that are coming in for a consultation, they might have a lot of savings or investments. So they might need the income protection policy to kick in because they might be living under savings. Yeah. Or they might have enough of a... Or also their employer might pay the first three months and then not pay them or six months and then not pay them. So it depends. So some employers will pay six, uh, three months you know, sick pay if it was a really bad serious illness or a really yeah. bad, but then they don't want you on your payroll forever uh, because 
you might be able to work, so they're going to knock you off at some stage. That's when you want the income protection plan to kick in. And that's the insurance now, company paying you, not your company that you work for. Exactly. So yeah. you pay the premium. Now, there is a case, if you're a listener today and you are listening to the podcast and you're self-employed or your own company owner, your director or shareholder, like I am, uh, you can put your own, what you call company income protection or executive income protection, where the, the company will pay the premium for you. Um, and then if you get sick, the life insurance company will pay the company and they'll pay you. Uh, so it can be done on a personal basis or in a company basis, Paul, depending on what your setup is. But listen, anyone listening today that's self-employed, you're not going to have an employer paying this for you. <laughs> so and well, as well yeah. as self, self-employed people need income protection much quicker to kick in because if you're self-employed and you can't go to work tomorrow because of an accident or illness, you know, you're going to need something because you haven't got an employer again from my point of view exactly with with the uh, as we've said before in people's podcast that with the gig economy and what I do or don't do um, (laughs) (laughs) at the moment (laughs) but I'm available for voiceovers whatever Um, (laughs) but so uh, you know how do you how is it done by a yearly basis of what you earned in the previous year like with the tax it is indeed yeah great question okay yeah really good question so let's say last year is a self-employed parents but it's called what your net relevant earnings here what you yeah. paid your income tax on say it was 30 grand you can show up to 75 percent of that 30 grand okay. less the state benefit so you know you're looking at maybe 18 20 grand worth of cover uh that means if you go out sick long term you're always going to have at least 18 20 20 grand and a state benefit on top of that and uh, so yeah it, it depends on like i said the figures of everyone's income and what they are uh, and what they've earned but it's up to the the, the the rules of this are 75 percent of your salary less what the state will give you yeah. uh so it's really good but you're right paul if the gig economy it depends on what your occupation is though so a lot of gig economy number one you have to be earning an income to qualify for income protection you might have an income protection policy today uh, you had a really good last year and then this year you might have a really low income and if you go and claim next year you're only going to be going on the previous year's income or the average of a few years income and some policies as okay. well um, but I can't stress it enough if you have kids if you have a mortgage if you have rent no matter what your situation is there's so much relying on your income that's why I always go back to saying it is the most important product Above it's the basis else. on what everything else is. Uh, I think so. I think so. And like I said, you get the, you, you do get tax relief. There's lots of advantages to doing it, but I think as a very minimum standard to make sure everything continues. And you know, I mentioned this as well. Sometimes in life, we kind of we know people say you can't predict the future, right? So you're forty. I'm forty. Uh, well, well, Cut you know. out of the bag. <laughs> <laughs> I know it is. I don't mind. My plane age though is twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> when I shave, when I shave, I look younger. You, know? you don't, buddy. So, oh. anyway, uh, but look, we're in our in and around our forties. I'll, I'll make you feel a little bit better. Uh, I'm forty. You're in and around forty. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. But but look, let's just say we go back. You know, so uh, we've got Shane and Claire in the show as well. So we're the four of us. Let's say you go back to thirty years of age, and we'll all be really, really uh, ambitious here and go back to being thirty year olds. And I remember Jerry Hussey saying this before. I know I've done a bit of work with Jerry Hussey before in the past. I remember saying, like, life isn't actually that hard to predict. Uh, you don't want to talk about the bad things that may happen to you in life. But if you put four people in a room and you say, right, between now and 65 years of age, the likelihood is you'd probably agree that most will probably get married and have children. Uh, most will probably end up being sick at some stage between now and then. Some will most likely have something go wrong in their life. Most will have an income coming in. So you can actually, not saying predict what happens, but if you look at an average room and you say, right, from 30 years of age to 65 or to 70 years of age, there's a few things that we will all agree might happen to each other. 
Is that fair enough to say? Yeah. So when you look at financial planning, you know you're going to retire at some stage and you need something in the background. You know you might get six. You need something. And when you say the might, the small premium is for the might. And the bigger ticket stuff is for the definitely will. So just bear with me when I try and explain this. We're 30 years of age and we're saying, right, we are definitely going to stop working at some stage and get to retirement age if we don't die before we get there. You'd agree that me and you are both going to retire at some stage and not go to work. So therefore, we need an income coming in then. So we need to either fund a pension, an investment account, a second property or something. And the older we get, the more money we're going to have to put towards that because it's a necessity. It's going to happen. Something like income protection, it might not happen that you're out work six, but we would probably agree that it's a probability that one of us out of four is going to be sick between now and 65 years of age. And that's where the premium is so small. The guy said for 40 years of age, for 30 grand worth of income protection, uh, you know, it's 50 quid. Take your tax relief away from the high rate of income tax. It becomes 30 quid. So you're kind of going, okay, so 750 a week. So the price of a pint uh, and a packet of crisps somewhere, a toasted sandwich and a coffee. I can actually insure up to 75% of my income between now and retirement age to make sure 30 grand a year is guaranteed to commence or something go wrong. That's why I think it's a no-brainer. Does, mm. does that make sense? It does, yeah. You're looking at a very, very small proportion of your income. So if you're taking a few grand a month and someone's saying put you know 50 quid aside or 30 quid aside a month to make sure that a proportion of your income is guaranteed for life. So that's why I think it's a no-brainer why it's so important. I think people get scared but I think it's going to cost so much money. If I was sitting down with you and we did this before on the pension series, you know, if you want X amount of a pension by the time you get to retirement age, you might want to put 300 quid a month in because mm. that's definitely going to happen that you're going to retire. Um, so and, and financial plan is about that. It's about being realistic and kind of saying, right, I'm this age. I want to get to, you know, 90 or 85 or whatever it is. And I know I'm going to retire. I know my kids are going to get married. I know my kids are going to go to college. I know I work in gig economy and I don't get paid all the time, but I want to make sure I can retire at a certain stage. And actually just being honest about where you are, where you're going, and what you think might happen. And then just dedicating a little bit of money to all those variables to make sure you're always covered. And that's all that this is. It's nothing too sexy or too complicated. Um, it really is that basic. Yeah. Well, it's sexy when you say it. Um, do I, do, hold on. When I say it, no, the sorry, way, the I, way say I say it. it. Oh, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's amazing. And it's it's not only is it very, very clear and, and put the, in really good terms, it's also making me sweat because I'm just going, Jesus, I need to get this done quick. Which brings me to, actually, sorry. Yeah, yeah. no, it brings me to how do I how do I start that journey? If I'm out there and I'm, I am gig economy or not, or just a, a regular kind of uh, a weekly paying job, where yeah. where do I start? Do I go in and talk to some of my boss? And if I don't have a boss, where do you go there? Yeah, I think if you're in work, you'd want to make sure you don't have it in work. So ring either HR, speak to your employer. So for argument's sake, anyone that's listening to this as a public sector worker, you kind of have a little bit of income protection. So the state would pay you three months full pay and three months half pay. So if you're a public sector worker, a teacher, nurse, whatever it is, you're going to get three months full pay, three months half pay, and then you're on your own, and or else down to that kind of minimum 11 grand or 11, 12 grand a year, the state disability. So you need income protection to kick in after six months more or less. And I think every civil servant, everybody that works for the government should have income protection in that place, whether you're a teacher, a nurse, or whatever your occupation is, uh, you know, I think you should have it. Now, obviously, if you're a guard or a fireman, it's almost impossible because the exposure you have to potential risk and being out of work is obviously so high. Uh, but the other occupation, you should have it straight away. And then anybody that's not working, anyone that's working for self-employed or working as a PAY worker for somebody, ask your boss, do you have it in work? If they say no, give us a shout. So what we do in, in Aswell, we have what's called a free protection consultation. Now, this is not, again, this, this is not supposed to be a push for us, Paul. I'm just telling you why we do this and why I'm always talking about it on the Instagram page. 
We have a free protection consultation, Paul, because we believe that the protection part of your income, of your financial plan is the most important. And we don't want to have a price barrier for people that don't want to pay or feel they can't afford 100 or 200 quid to get the, the consultation to have income protection. So we've waived the fees. So if you want to go on onto our Instagram or onto our website and pick the free protection consultation, we're bringing through everything you need to know about income protection, get you the quotes, get you set up and all the cover and all that type of stuff. And there's no fee for that. So that's the first thing I want to say because we believe so much in it. But also, if you ring or you book in for the consultation and you can't get income protection, you might then be able to get that specified serious illness policy. I don't think it's as good, but it's something. And if you can't get specified serious illness cover, you could always get another cover that's called cancer cover. It just covers for cancer, for argument's sake. Cancer There's loads cover. Of yeah, Sorry, no, yeah, 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 cancer cover. Yeah. yeah, so cancer cover covers you. For God forbid you get cancer. Yeah. So there's loads of different protection plans you can cover yourself for. Um, but also, we've had clients that have protected their parents. So they know their parents would have maybe lower income or aren't working anymore. They might have been smokers in the past and they realize they're going to have to look after their parents. They can cover their parents for cancer cover for maybe 100, 150,000 euro. If something happens to their parents, they get the diagnosis, they get the lump sum, they can put the provision in place to maybe put some care in for their parents and make sure they've got the best of health. So there's, there's loads of weird and wonderful things we've seen when it comes to protection policy, not just protecting yourself, but also protecting those around you. Uh, so it's really, really worthwhile considering. Uh, so yeah, I mean, from an income protection point of view, uh, that's it. Actually, up until recently, actors couldn't get covered. Zurich have come out recently with a new product. So mm. the main the main providers would be uh, Aviva, uh, Irish Life, uh, New Orleans, uh, Inc, um, and Zurich covered as well, and Royal London. So yeah, it's a, it's it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a kick ass kind of product in my opinion. Actually, just on that, just not just because I'm an actor, gorgeous looking actor, um, but that uh, the thing <laughs> that doesn't get does, you a cheaper premium. Uh, well, doesn't that? That's my question. Yeah, no, no, no. no. Um, <laughs> so say right, I, just from my own example, a boy could be across the border with loads of different uh, professions. I'm an actor, right, and I do a lot of physical stuff and all that kind of crack. I get injured, I'm out for quite a while, which did happen to me for quite a couple of years. I couldn't walk properly and all this kind of stuff for a long time. Yeah. But I could do voiceovers and I could do um, other things, you know, that uh, an actor would require or sit around and, and do workshops and all that kind of stuff, but not get up physically to do something where it is where I made most of my income. Um, and bring that into any other kind of job where someone could kind of do half their job from home, particularly at the moment, everyone from home and all that kind of stuff uh, on Zooms. Um that you can kind of do do your job, but you're not doing it to your fullest, uh, where you can't earn as much money. You're still working technically, though, are you? Is that is that the probably? Do you know what? I couldn't have actually planted a better question if I had have asked a better. Had have uh, asked you to. That's why so, I'm here. Yeah, fairness. <laughs> so 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 this is really really good. So I'm going to give you so. Not to get too technical on the product, right? But there's a thing called kind of to find your own occupation where you can only do your own job, okay? Mm. So if you can earn an income as an actor, if you're an actor and you can still act, so, you know, it has to be very specific for your industry because, like you said, you can do voiceover work. So let's say for argument's sake, you broke a leg or you're in a really bad accident, uh, you know, and you can't work as an on stage being an actor anymore because, you know, whatever, you're limping or you have a bad leg. Well, bad leg is probably yeah. a bad example. Let's roll it. But you can sit in a studio and do voiceover actors. You're still able to earn a proportion of your income. 
But most of the life assurance companies will work with you to say, right, you're off work sick, we'll rehabilitate you, we can work with you. Most people that are on income protection claim want to get back to work, Paul. They don't want to be at home. Yeah. They're being professional in their careers all the time. So the life assurance companies will work with them to either get them back to work or get them back to some type of work that was similar to the job they were in. So for argument's sake, can you lecture? Can you do something yeah. else that wasn't your main job? And I'll give you the example here of a heart surgeon. So let's say a heart surgeon obviously is a very specific job. You know, any type of tremor in their hands or any type of mental illness, right? Like that, they won't be able to be a heart surgeon. But, you know, we've seen cases before, heard a case before from a, from a kind of underwriter point of view where, or a claim point of view where a doctor goes off on claim. But, you know, they can be worked or retrained into being a lecturer and being able to study people on open heart surgery. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Now, they would have been out on claim for a period of time and together with the life assurance company, they would have worked together to get back into a different career. And they might have gone back in on a three-day a week or a two-day week for six months then a four day week for another six months and gradually work themselves back in so I think most people and unfortunately this is a little bit Irish I feel when it comes to that claim culture we automatically think that when somebody claims for something like income protection they automatically want to be sitting at home in their arse and just taking the piss yeah Yeah. and that's not the case because most people that have income protection are in a professional capacity they're going to do their jobs they've worked their whole lives they're paying tax and they this is not the same as somebody tripping in Dunn's stores and claiming for X amount of somebody kind of just ah they didn't really really yeah, could have yeah. went back to work and they were all right so that kind of claim culture that we get into yeah. in Ireland income protection is not about that income protection is, is a financial planning tool used to keep your income on the road should something go wrong but if you can go back to work and you want to go back to work like I said it's very rarely I think the life assurance company or the claim successors assessors will ever feel that somebody's just sitting at home and pretending to be sick yeah that's a tough gig. Nobody really wants to be doing that. So they'll work with you. So like in your example, you're an actor, you go out on a long-term claim because, you know, whatever's happened to you, they'll work with you to get back in work. So whether it is going back into that kind of voiceover stuff or something that doesn't require main stage stuff. So, or it could be a case where, you know, you've gone through a mental health illness mm. and you might not be able to go back and face a crowd and therefore the voiceover stuff. So you might get two jobs a month from a voiceover. So you might have been insured for three grand a month and now you're only going to get two grand off Zurich or in that case for being the actor and they might top it up by a grand from voiceover work that you bring in. Yeah. So there's a bit of a balance to be reached. Okay. I think that's the piece that everyone forgets. I think from an income protection point of view that you're just you're forced off claim or the insurance company are there trying to get you back to work even though you're sick I've never experienced that and I've known a lot of people I've come across a lot of case studies where people have been on income protection I found that life companies ridiculous they can retrain you you might say look I'm an actor I'd love to go back and be an accountant because the mental health I can't go out on stage mm. They'll put you through college for a year or two if they can, retrain you into that career, maybe an accountant, and then you come off payroll or the income protection claim once you're back in work in a full-time environment again. So there's a lot of extra benefits to this policy that people overlook and don't realise are there. And in terms of policies and companies that do them, not that we're going to name them, although I can do the voiceover for any of them if they're looking. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, there's plenty out there at the moment. Is there just kind of obviously like anything else, well, do your homework or? Yeah, well, look, in fairness, that's what we're here to do for you at Aspot as well. But yeah, do your own homework on this if you want to do. From an income protection point of view, you're looking at Aviva, Irish Life, Royal London, um, New Ireland and Zurich. And they all have different benefits. So some mm. will give you more cover than others. Some will go to different retirement ages. Um, and this is really really important so I'm just going to give anyone a tip here that's going for income protection if you go for income protection Paul to age 60 years of age it's going to be cheaper than if you go to age 70 because let's say you've got you know 50 grand worth of cover a year if you stop at 60 or when you go at 70 there's 10 years there of 50 grand so it's a half a million more benefit to you to go to 70 so it's all price sensitive you're going to want 
uh, 13 week income protection and up to age 70 years of age that's going to be more than expensive than somebody wants it after 26 weeks to 55 years of age so there's loads of ways to keep but if you have a really big pension in the background you might want to be paying for it after 60 because mm. if you do stop working at 60 you can just claim your pension so that's why I'd always say it, I always say this about anything we speak about never just go to the internet and buy one of these products there's course, so yeah. much terms and conditions and it also has to form part and we always say from a financial planning point of view this has to fit into your financial plan so there's no point to pay for something to 70 years of age you're going to have a massive pension plan so you know that this is why we'll ask these questions about what everybody has because we want to make sure they have the right product that fits into their life mm. um, and that's so important and it genuinely is so important when it comes to it but uh, yeah, look, I suppose, Paul, from an income protection point of view, it's just one of those things that if you don't have it in work, as well as that, let's say just take the average, whatever, two people working, two kids, whatever it is, 50, 70 grand salaries coming in. If something does go wrong and you don't have enough savings and something goes wrong health-wise, the last thing you want in, in a health crisis is a financial crisis. And there's no point in having, I said this the last time as well about mortgages, you know, there's no point in having money in a pension and still live in your mom and dad's box room. Equally, there's no point in having an extra 10 grand in your pension at 40 years of age. If you go out long-term sick, you can't touch that pension until 60 mm. under legislation. So you could be literally on the breadline for 20 years while 10, 20, 50, 80 grand is locked up in your pension. So if you were paying 300 quid into a pension, I'd rather see you paying 250 into the pension and 50 quid into the income protection policy. Okay. So if anything goes wrong in the meantime, at least you're covered and you have a source of income. Yeah. And you're so, not just waiting for that pension to kick in, yeah. yeah well, you're not sitting. And as well, you don't be going into social welfare begging for payments and begging for help. Mm. I just... I just don't... I just don't think anybody that has a decent income should be doing that. I think they should have it protected. And I think, you know sitting on sitting in social welfare offices sick and trying to get support for your family yeah. and you, you have an ex like I think that's I know people have to do it and I'm not being smart here but of course I would I would never like to be in that situation or see our clients in that situation when they're paying for financial planning consultations and they're you know working with us this is why and I know people would always say to me we're trying to sell income protection and Oh yeah, man's man's on loads of money just selling these super products. They're not super products. They're most important financial products you can get if you understand them. And if you don't understand, like anything in life, if you don't understand it, you're probably just going to overlook it and be ignorant to it. Uh, and that's why I think these podcasts are great because I've never I have never explained income protection this way ever. Yeah. I've mentioned that right say thousands of times over the last five years or six years on my Instagram page, but I've never been able to get into this level of detail because Instagram is a couple of minutes long, uh, sometimes thirty seconds. If you're lucky, you're probably going to get a bit of content across but um, like I said the reason we're doing these is to try and add value to people and get them to understand the, the real reason they're there you know yeah and as you said earlier just to face um, your financial situation head on be honest with yourself and with the people that you're talking about with your finances that's the kind of main thing also I've never even heard of income protection so this is a good learning come for me <laughs> apart from when you say it um, yeah well this is this is what this is about as well um, so just just before um, we, we wrap it up um, just on cancelling right so say you do have a policy that you don't like or that is that you just can't afford at the time or something happens in your life that whatever happens that you need to cancel I know it's a 30 day kind of thing like most I, I, I know I, I, you just said that this is very good actually because I see this in your face you're kind of gone just say something happens you don't need you're going fuck if I'm sick I will have the policy yeah, I will yeah, yeah. exactly exactly yeah it doesn't make sense <laughs> and that's what you need I always say to people actually you can never you can never really, so like, I can't afford income protection you, you can't afford it if you need it you, you know you can't afford not to have it if you need it you can't afford not to have it yeah. yeah you can't afford not to but have it but if the policy you're fine or 
or you hear of a better policy or something like that. Yeah, you, yeah, if you're, if, that? yeah. So we do sometimes for clients is a new policy will come in the market, we contact them and then we'll try and apply for a new policy to make sure we have no medical complaints, make sure they qualify for it and we can get the new policy and cancel the old policy. But also some clients ring us and say, look, I'm out to get a job and the job has yeah. income protection. I don't need my personal income protection. Now, sometimes you say to the client, are you going to stay in that job forever? And they say no. I say, okay, well then just reduce your, your personal income protection re- down to a real low premium because it means you have something in place should you leave that employer, you know, because if anything goes wrong health-wise, if you cancel the policy now, Paul, and you go work for me, say, uh, and in three years' time you leave and you go to work for yourself, if you have any health problems, you're going to be older as well, it'll be more expensive to insure. So, like I know some of the guys that work for me, they have income protection with me and they're still paying their own income protection policies because I know if they think they're ever going to go on their own or they're going to work yeah, for somebody yeah. else, they ever leave, ask Paul, they might be able to get the cover again. So they're in the industry and they're overinsured because they can't claim off me and their own policy, but they're paying the policy now so they know they always have income protection in the background. So they don't yeah. mind sacrificing 50 quid a month or 60 quid a month, whatever it is, to know that I always have income protection no matter work. And that's what I'm, they're clever. They're in the industry. And that's what yeah. I'm saying. You always look at an industry and see what other people are doing within that industry. Uh, and, and you learn a thing or two about what other people are doing. So, Paul, can we just get to the science bit now? Like, Can you take me through a policy and what you'd need and the tax relief that might be involved in that as well? Okay, very, very good question. So you're allowed to qualify for um, up to 75% of your salary. So, you know, if you're on 100 grand, uh, you're going to get 75 grand less the state benefit, which is about 12 grand a year. Uh, and that's where you're going to start off with. So you're going to be looking at in around 63,000 euro of a policy. But I think an average salary is what everybody's earning. I think if, yeah, I looked at a 30 grand salary. Let's keep it simple, Paul. Let's look yeah. at a 30,000 euro salary or 30,000 euro policy. Uh, so to qualify that, you want to be 50, 55 grand so, or 60 grand. So what we're going to do is actually do a live quotation uh, so we can actually give you, this is the figures for what it takes. So let me look at a 40-year-old first of all. So we look at somebody born in 1983. I'm going to look at the policy and say for 30,000 euro, sums insured. Now, obviously, there's a few things like if you're a non-smoker or smoker and what your occupation is. So we're going to take it as your occupation as the typical accountant sitting at your desk all day long because that's a, a kind of low risk or what's called class one. So the occupation classes, Paul, go one, two, three, and four, one being low risk, four being the highest risk. So 30 grand, lowest risk type of salary, and you're going to be paying about 45 euro as a kind of, about 40 to 50 euro. Now, in between that, say, 50 euro, you're going to get tax relief on it as well. Um, and then we'd offer discounts and that thing, that type of stuff to clients. But typically speaking, you're going to get your tax relief. So if your premium was in and around that 50 euro per month, right? Or let's say 45 euro per month, and you're going to take off your tax relief at 40%, the policy comes down to 27 euro or 6.75 a week. Hmm. When you put it like Which, that, six seventy five. Yeah, as you say, a price of a point. And that's there. for a forty year old, Paul. Mm. You know, that's like that's a forty year old with. So that means that forty year old is guaranteed to have thirty grand a year coming in with the state benefit on top of it. It's so up around forty, forty two grand a year forever. And I just, <laughs> I, I just don't know. You're probably going to be paying more for your car, your dog insurance, yeah. or your iPad, or your. So I, I think the priority needs to be the income before anything else. And now, if we go back, and this is the this is the interesting thing about income protection. If we go back and I'm saying, right, instead of being born in 1983, if somebody's born in 1993, so we're putting this client at 30 years of age, the policy is obviously going to be cheaper because they're 10 years younger. Um, and then the policy only comes in at about, I think the cheapest policy in the market is 29 euro. So why is that 40% relief? It comes in at 17 euro. Uh, and again, that's about 4 euro a week. Mm. So... Like I said, I'm always talking about this product because it's a complete 
in no my brainer. opinion, no brainer. Yeah. Now, the tax relief, I've managed the tax relief very quickly there. So the tax relief can work in a number of ways. When a client takes a policy out in their own name or someone that's self-employed, if you're self-employed, you might be doing your tax return at the end of every October. So you just give your accountant the policy certificate and then they reduce your tax bill by 40% of what the premium was the previous year. So it's very simple. If you're someone that works for somebody that doesn't have income protection, you can set this up and what we'll do is we adjust your tax credit. So you get the policy certificate from the life insurance company, you send it into the revenue and then they'll pay you that extra four quid a week or whatever, 20 quid a month extra in your wages. So you might see 50 quid come out of your bank account, but you'll be getting an extra 20 quid in your wages because you're paying slightly less tax. Does that mm. make sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there are two ways in which the protection plan can work. But again, if you're self-employed, you can put it through your company account. If you're a limited company owner or director, you can do the same. Uh, and I think that's um, really, 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 I, I can't stress how important that is. So, Paul, just on that, um, just wondering on the policy. Uh, so if someone's on 60 grand a year, why would they get a 30 grand uh, income protection policy? Really good question. I probably should have explained this a bit better. So, I mentioned I run a few times, you can qualify for up to 75% of your salary. So, and then it's less estate benefit. So the life insurance company don't want to give you 100% because there wants to be some incentive to make sure people do go back to work. So if you're on 60 grand a year, you'll have a certain lifestyle. The insurance company will give you entitlement to get 45 grand worth to cover less estate benefit. Estate benefit, let's just call it in around 12 grand a year. So in that case, if you're on 60 grand, the maximum you can qualify for is 33,000 euro. So if you go out work sick, your 60 grand salary, you're going to get 33 grand off the life company and 12 grand off the state disability or thereabouts. So that's where you get back to 45 grand. So you're never going to be able to insure yourself for 100% of your salary because it has to be some incentive for people to be a little bit, you know, have a less, a little bit less salary coming in than normal uh, and to be encouraged to try and get back to that level of salary, that 60 grand, 70 grand, wherever you want to be here in the future. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, but okay. another thing I forgot to mention over on the science bit, Paul, as well, is that these policies can be indexed in your in your claim as well. So if you go off and you have 33 grand coming in from the life insurance company, it will go up by 3% a year up with inflation as well. Okay. So it's protecting you. So if you're over 20 years' time, your your claim is actually slightly increasing every year to keep oh, up right. in line with inflation. So there's loads of technical stuff on these products that we bring people through. But uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, enjoying the science bit in this because there's loads coming out that I wouldn't normally explain. So fair play, a really good question. So, Paul, just Great. to recap on that, can you can you bring us through a few points? I've got to make it very simply. Just get an income protection plan if you don't have one in work or you don't have one yet. Uh, and like I said, try and prioritise it. And genu genuinely, I hope this podcast has added value in relation to people's knowledge and income protection because there's a lot to get through. And actually, Paul, I didn't realise how much you were going to get through until you started asking questions because realize that sometimes I skip over some of the very basics of this product as well uh, so I hope it's added value what we're trying to do with this podcast that's great so cheers good questions buddy you too thanks for listening to the two Pauls on a pod podcast if you've liked what you've heard today please don't forget to subscribe to more episodes we'd love to hear from our listeners so if you have any financial questions or if you have feedback from the show just go to askpaul.ie or check out Paul's Instagram account on askpaul <laughs>